Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Well, we welcome you to Believe in Chargers. Had hoped to be talking about a three-game win streak. Instead, the Chargers once again find themselves below 500, four and five. And look, it was an incredibly entertaining game. Man, it was fun to be there. It was fun to watch Justin Herbert play one of his greatest games that I have ever seen him play. Forget about it's the best game this season, but... This was, uh, this was a masterpiece from Justin Herbert, but unfortunately, uh, the Chargers score 38, which would have won every single game except this one, and had they played the, the Cowboys, who put 49 on the uh, Giants. Otherwise, right. they would have beat any other team in terms of points uh, in Week 10, but they come out with a loss, which I would imagine has to be incredibly frustrating. Yeah, it, it's got to be. And like you said, aren't you entertained? That's a great movie. You, you always give me these great lines. Aren't we? <laughs> yes, everyone was entertained. But it was an, also was a track meet, and both defenses were on their heels. When you look at what Garrett, Jared Goff was able to do, that's one of his better games in his career. Yeah. I know when you think about what Herbert did, but look at what Jared Goff did. I mean, he absolutely shredded the Chargers. And I'm telling you, as a fan and as a commentator and kind of watching the game, it's tough. It's tough, man. I know we, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta play good cop, bad cop, and understanding because you know we're a team. We want the Chargers to win. We want to see this team play better. We're pulling for you know the organization, but this was this was this was a tough loss. This was a tough loss because yeah. you just was outmanned. You were outcoached. You weren't in right positions. Uh, I was watching this game and I'm seeing guys run through zones. No one bumping them off the line, giving them. It was a track meet asking the safety to be set, set, waiting for the receiver to break in or out or go deep, like you like to say, a three-way go, it's almost impossible. And no one was jamming on the line. You're bringing blitzes from the field and leaving your best receiver open where no one's even touching him, and he's got to run through the zones because guys are waiting. And then once you say, okay, once the guys start saying, okay, we got to widen, you got to widen, all they do is put their feet in the ground and find a hole and sit down and throttle. It was tough to watch, and especially the way the defense has been playing the last couple of weeks. They yeah. got out coached, they got out gunned. It was this one, this this one's tough because you still had, in spite of it all, you still had a chance to win that ball game. I think that's the frustrating part mostly. Low is just it was a master class by Keenan Allen. Detroit did everything they could to take him away. He's being bracketed. He's being doubled. He's They're trying to reroute him. And Kellen Moore had an answer for everything. It was a lot of motion, and so much of it was Keenan. You know, that touchdown he scored on that fourth and uh, fourth and one, I think it was, he's getting double covered. Yeah, Herbert throws just an incredible pass under pressure, and Keenan's able to break the bracket and take it in for a touch. What he's doing at 31 is because it's unheard of. You know that. I mean, wide receivers after the age of 30, you start it's it's almost a precipitous decline because it is such an athletic position. So what Keenan is doing at his age is incredible. Forget about the age. He he's playing, he's one of the three four best receivers in the league this year considering all the attention he's getting. For Justin Herbert, he would and you know what? It looks like the one thing I'll say too Rashawn Slater looked like he was back to being healthy again. They, 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 yeah. Aiden Hutchinson started over there, and he's like, nope, don't want any more of this. And he immediately went to the other side because Slater was stoning him whenever they were going one-on-one. So that's a big deal because Aiden's one of the best pass rushers 
in the game. So it's good to see that. But there was still a lot of pressure. He had to move. He had to throw off platform. He's delivering strikes. Uh, that that throw he threw to Jalen Guyton for the touchdown, threaded between those two yeah. defenders while he's moving off his spot. I think that's what what creates and increases the frustration is, man, we had this masterpiece that was painted and it's being displayed in the hall of losses. And that's a tough <laughs> thing to swallow. It, it really is. I mean, you remember back in the day when uh, you uh, Chuck Muncy, Kellen Winslow, Dan Fouts, you, you know, Charlie Joyner, West Chandler, that's what we saw. Those that was yeah. that type of charger team the other night where it was just the last team with the ball was, it was a shootout. Right. And the thing, when you talk about Kellen Moore, what he was able to do from an offensive perspective, drawing up the X's and O's and understanding what they were going to do with Keenan and doubling in bracket coverage, moving him across in motion. So now the defense has to move and rock and roll with Keenan. And Keenan's so deceptive in his route running. And then you see him make the catch. And then you see the speed to get in the end zone. And especially for Keenan, happy for this guy because, money, you know, the last couple of years, people were like, okay, redo his deal, let him go. He's injury prone. The way that Keenan is playing when he's healthy and the in the kind of game changer he brings and the bravado he brings to that offense and for him and Justin Herbert, it's legendary. Absolutely legendary. Yeah, they unfortunately, you know, the defensive line had been on a run, man. What they did to the Bears and the Jets and the turnovers and the strip sacks and the pressures, uh, it was gone. It disappeared. They they had barely any pressures. I know, you know, PFF will give them a handful, but Jared Goff was never really under pressure. Uh, no, single snap that game. They didn't get any sacks. They did not create any turnovers. Um, beyond that, you just talk, you talked about the coverage already, whether they were trying to play man or they were playing zone. It Guys were just finding themselves wide open. You know, if it's Khalif Raymond streaking across underneath, Amon Ra gets nine targets, catches eight balls for 156. It's another number one receiver that, you know, has one of their best days of the season against the Chargers. Uh, and it's 500 yards of offense allowed. Um, if I were to, if I were to try to polish it, I would say this is the most balanced. I think this is the most balanced offense in the NFL. I, I, I think when you talk about run, pass, tight end, wide receiver, speed at wide receiver, and Jamison Williams, it just takes the top off when he starts running down the field. And now you've got him on Ron, Josh Reynolds underneath. Laporta, is, as a rookie, is an incredible tight end. He the is. way the offensive line blocks and the way Physical. they run the ball. You know, I just... I don't think they're going to see another offense like this. There's there's nothing like this on the remainder of their schedule with the weapons that they have at their disposal. You're right, but then when you look at this and you think, okay, going to going to play playing against a team that you know that they should win against Green Bay, but Green Bay, guess what they're going to do? They're going to look at that. They're going to watch tape too, and they're going to say, I hope they play zone. They're going to find holes, and they're going to see if the Chargers, every team, the scout, and they're going to okay, what are we doing? What are we going to do? And Green Bay's looks and saying, okay, we can make we can have some success against this defense if they play zone the way they're playing. Because once you see guys, you're blitzing from the slot and you're saying, I'm gonna leave the fastest receiver open or I'm gonna try to get pressure. And now if a guy can pick his way through those zones, there is going to be a window because now you have other guys and you put you stretch the defense, you make them cover every blade of grass, right. and there's holes in this zone. So if you play that type of zone, even though Green Bay is not a good team, money, I still think that you're going to have to show that you can slow people down because teams are going to try to come after you because they see there's blood in the water. Well, let's put a pin in that and let's focus on Green Bay, but let's uh, do a little expertise with Mike Wall.
Well, this is exciting uh, here on Believe in Chargers as the Bolts ready to go to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Long-time Pack offensive lineman. Uh, and do want to acknowledge, as uh, we are here in Southern California, it's not often you get a chance to talk about Rim of the World, the fight in scores, and someone that laid it down up at Arrowhead. I mean, you want to talk about road trips. Let's just do it real quick, Mike, uh, as Mike Wall joins us. Just when you got to hit the road, what are those trips like? Like, what? how long are you on the bus? Are guys getting sick on the bus, going back and forth, coming down that's from good, Arrowhead? Yeah, that's a good question. I didn't even think about that. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, so it's not bad for us going down. Obviously, because you have to remember back then, we had a McDonald's and one stoplight. So <laughs> we're, happy to, we're happy to go down the hill because there's <laughs> right. a Del Taco at the bottom of the – there's a 7-Eleven. <laughs> like, we're, we're eating good for the first time in a long time. We get to go on a road trip. Now, people coming up, I'll tell you this. I had a combine at, I had a, I had a combine at my high school for the NFL, okay? And I had supposed to have 26, 27 teams show up. It was foggy that day. And when you're driving up the side of the mountain on the 330 or Highway 18, it yeah. literally looks like if you look over to the right, you're going to fall off the mountain and, and drop 3,000 feet to your death. Only six or seven teams showed up. They saw the fog. They, just, they wouldn't even get on the street. I mean, the yeah. people, are, people are afraid to, to, to drive up there. But, yeah, we, we actually enjoyed all the trips, man. Because, listen, everyone loves being on a school bus with your boys. One. Yeah, and, true. two, we were eating at Del Taco at the, at the bottom of the hill, living the dream. Right? Big city living. Uh, yes, you, you do on the block. Uh, you, so let's start there. Um, the, the, the Chargers D-line had been on fire. I mean, it had been on fire against the Jets, against the Bears. And then it completely disappeared. They got blown off their blocks in the run game. They got pretty much zero pressures in that game. I know you went back and watched the film. We saw it on the Twitter feed. You cutting up a little bit of that. What what went wrong? Like what happened to that D line that we had seen? Uh, well, you weren't playing the Jets and the Chargers. That's, I mean, that? the Jets and the Bears. Excuse me. That's that's part of it. I, the, listen, the, the Detroit Lions are really good, and their offensive line is one of the one of the best in the league. Really well coached. Technically, they're just superior and. I have to be honest, I don't think I've seen, at least this season, a team where defensive linemen are getting blocked 10 yards off the ball repeatedly over the course of the entire game. Um, you just see the contrast in styles, really, when you think about even the, the Chargers or the Packers versus a team like Detroit, how they're running off the football and they have enough confidence in their technique and they, and they have the quality of player that you can just really do some damage. But when you look at the Chargers defense, you take both out by running two tight, you know, having a tight end on them, having a tight end or tight end or fullback running at them. So you got two guys and that way you can stay into base defense. And now you can get those double teams on your, on your four technique and your, and your, and your nose tackle. And when you're getting movement like that, a linebacker and a safety are never going to be right. But the other thing that's super interesting about the chargers right now, and I don't know if it was a question because they were worried about all the motion that Detroit does, but they're not rotating their safeties very well in the run game. No. So if you go across the ball in motion, that safety's not coming down. He's still 10, 12 yards high. And it's like, that's free lunch for a, for a running back. Yeah. The, uh, the big play on Montgomery, they, they motioned Brock Wright and freaking three guys took the cheese. And it's like, what are, what are we doing here? It's Brock Wright, nothing against him, but you've got, you've got two linebackers and a safety pointing it out. And next thing you know, uh, see you later. Um, so Let's get to this Packer O-line. They've been solid, you know? I mean, they, they've been blocking their tail off. For whatever reason, the run game's not quite working right. Like, what can you tell us about sort of what's going right, what's going wrong? Because the line play looks good, but it doesn't look like it's kind of amounting to a whole lot. Yeah, I guess I, I guess the beauty's in the eye of the beholder because you, you talk to guys up in Green Bay and they're just furious right now because we've had, you know, decades of great offensive line play. And I think, 
I think it's fair to say they're struggling a little bit more than maybe they have recently okay. in, in recent past. David Bakhtiari getting hurt is a huge deal. He's a force multiplier on this team. His ability not only executed his position left tackle, but also just derive confidence into the left guard, the tight end, the quarterback on his blind side. So I think you're really missing that piece both in the locker room and on the field. Um, Eldon Jenkins coming back from the injury. They switched his position last year. He was struggling, so they put him back at left guard. He seems to be coming around, but a lot of these guys have taken a step back, to be fair. Okay. Uh, yeah, Josh Myers has taken a step back this year. He's regressed to center from Ohio State without he was going to be Corey Lindsley's like replacement, eventual like uh, doppelganger, and he just hasn't been. Uh, John Runyon Jr. hasn't had maybe the same level of production he did last year. The real bright spot for the line has been Zach Tom, who was a, a pick out of Wake Forest, I think fifth or sixth round pick last year, and just a phenomenal athlete. And they moved him over to right tackle this year, and he's done nothing but play well against you know high level competition all year. So the problem with this team really is if if Aaron Jones isn't in the game, it has to be crystal clear. You got to get that 10 yards of movement. And these guys just aren't capable of doing that. Aaron Jones can kind of bring that dynamic where, you know, kind of like an Austin Eckler, where you're going to make a couple people miss in the hole. You can jump right. cut and get three yards when there's nothing there. But without him, with AJ Dillon and, and needing to put your foot in the ground and go north and south, this line just doesn't have the the people movers, maybe that you see from like a Detroit Lions team. So in the passing game then, you know, and, and uh, you know, for me, it's recency bias, I guess. I look mm -hmm. at the Pittsburgh game and I see no sacks, uh, mm -hmm. a couple pressures here and there. And it's like, okay, maybe they are blocking their tails off. But um, if that's not the case, so what's what's leading to the turnovers? What's leading to the low completion percentage? Is this all on Jordan Love? Well, listen, the hard conversation that anybody has to have when you lose two decades, three decades of Hall of Fame quarterback competition yeah. is you know, who's really running the room? And how, how how good a job is the play caller doing versus how many of those plays is Aaron doing at the line of scrimmage? How many plays is he winking at, at Devontae Adams for the last seven years and, you know, and throwing a, a 10 yard gain. And I think what you're, what you're seeing is a, a coordinator or a head coach sales coordinator that is dealing with a young quarterback that is learning on the job for the first time. And he's got first year wide receivers, first year tight ends, you know, second year wide. I think we have a, I think our oldest person in each room in, in a tight end room is a first year guy and a second year guy in the, in the wide receiver room. So you couple that with a first year starter with at the quarterback position, and you're just seeing a lot of miscommunication. You're a lot of seeing uh, from from tempo, from from the discipline with route running, from separation. Things just aren't happening how they should. So part of this is on uh, on Jordan Love and his processing ability, pre snap and post snap. A lot of this is you can't literally get five guys on the same page play to play. It's just a really difficult job right now for Green Bay. Yeah, I think you got um, – I can't remember what the exact numbers are, but uh, I want to say it's – what do we got for – I'm looking it up here now. Your sacks, uh, Rashawn's got – it seems like a handful for, for mm -hmm. Gary. Preston's got a handful. So it seems like they can rush the passer. One thing yeah. that it sort of jumped out at me in the Lions game is this is the first time since he got bent back against the Raiders that Rashawn Slater looked right. He kind of had a little bit of a four-week window there where he just did not – we don't see him give up pressures like he had been and pretty much stoned Hutchinson anytime they were going one-on-one. -on -one. How important is that, Mike, and, and how much of a difference is that going to make for this Chargers offense moving forward if Rashawn Slater is back to being healthy? Yeah, he was he was my top guy coming out of that draft, and I think he's a really special player out of Northwestern. And certainly Preston Smith is like – he's he's a guy that you just want on the team. He's He just does everything well. He's excellent against the run. I don't know that he's going to give a, a healthy Rashawn Slater a ton of problems in the passing game. Like it's not necessarily his forte, um, but I I think you have the same situation. The more 
it looks like the Chargers offense doesn't really start clicking until they're like, all right, everything else out the window. We got to throw the ball to Keenan Allen and find a way to get Eckler the ball in the, in the, in the passing game. Like that's when it seems like everything just yeah. starts working. So it's going to turn into this drop back game. They're not moving him in the pocket that often. Like he's going to be right there. So having that top tier left tackle is a big deal. Um, on the other side, Rashawn Gary, you know, he's in the, he's in the league leaders as far as pressures go. It doesn't always can turn into a sack. That's kind of a number that again, you can only control what you can control, right. but he's really good from a pressure standpoint, does a good job flushing the pocket. One thing that's interesting in this game and something to look for is if the Green Bay Packers can pressure um, Justin Herbert up the middle and get him to throw off his back foot, it seems like that's the formula for success. Because this kid, you saw the play last week. He runs to the left, flips his hip, throws a 20-yarder on on a rope to Keenan Allen. You're just going, look, there's no stopping him. It's just ridiculous. So getting him, we give up rush. We're not very disciplined with rush lanes. We gave up a big play on a third and six last week with 220 left in the game to pick it where it's just like – how can you screw this up? This is an easy twist, and you, you get out you get out of your B gap. Um, but if you can get pressure up the middle, pick on that Will Clap. I think the center for the the Chargers. You know, for me, it's like if you're going to find the fish, the vulnerable guy, it's that's the guy I might go after a little bit. If you can get some pressure up the middle, make him throw off his back foot. I think maybe you got a chance to slow him down, but they look pretty good. Mike, uh, we appreciate it on the block. Uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, maybe we have a chance to do it again. We really appreciate it. It was great stuff. Thank you, Mike. All right, Lois, we get into the the Green Bay game. You talked about it a, a little bit earlier. I think the one thing that's encouraging, and you heard Mike Wall say, there is, you know, the offensive line has not been good. And ever since Bakhtiari went down, and you kind of look at, at Jordan Love's games this season. So the first two weeks, he's got six touchdowns. No interceptions. He's got a passer rating of 115. Everybody's talking about they did it again from Favre to Rodgers to Love. Bakhtiari goes down in that Chicago game. Again, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. Since then, eight touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Hmm. The running game is not working. You know, neither Dylan nor Jones are over four yards a carry. Uh, it's been a real struggle on offense. For them, and it's to me, it's very reminiscent of kind of what we saw from the Bears, from the Jets, where they've got some good players on defense. They can make life hard on you a little bit, but I just don't know if the offense has that firepower to keep up with with Herbert and Kellen Moore now that that offensive line has gotten healthy. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I just think, Matt, that the biggest thing is going to be for me is the 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 one that no one's probably talking about, and I think it's going to play a factor is fatigue. You got to realize when you when you play a game like the Chargers played, that game not only was it track meet, it was physical. You played against a Detroit team, like you said, they got road graders. That offensive line, they want to get after you. We didn't yeah. even sniff the quarterback. Derek, did, you know, golf didn't even get touched. He was still clean. But you got to realize those guys were pushing. They were physical. You're coming off the ball. And you were out there for a lot of plays. The defense were on the field. So it's going to be interesting because you're right. You should handle Green Bay. You're a better team than Green Bay. Green Bay's offense is, you know, it's in pieces. You lost your offensive line. You got a lot of missing pieces. You got a quarterback that hasn't. This is, you know, Jordan Love is not a great quarterback trying to find out what do they still have. So, yes, on paper, you are a lot better than Green Bay. But you have to realize it's going to be interesting just to see what kind of gas and what type of mental and what type of fatigue this took on this Chargers team. So it'll be interesting what Staley's plan is during the week of not putting the guys in pads. What is he doing? There are guys in the ice tub. Are they getting guys right back ready to go? Because you played a physical game 
Last several weeks, you've been in tough games. You played the Jets, physical team, even though you won. Now you play Detroit, a physical game. And now you got a team in Green Bay, which you should win. But I just think that that was still a physical game that you just got off of. Uh, it's, it's a great point, too, Low, because think about what they have waiting the next week. So you got the Ravens on Thursday Night Football. They're going to have a mini buy. So they're going to be coming off 10 days of rest. We know how physical that team is and what it's like playing them. So you got to, you know, it's, you got to win the game, obviously, but ideally, this looks like the Bears game where you can rest these guys in the fourth quarter. It looks like the Jets game where you can rest a lot of guys, specifically on defense in the fourth quarter. You can get K9 and Kendricks and Bosa and Mack out of that game, and you can get Dayon and you can get Neiman and you can get those guys back in there because that's what they were able to do in, in those two games. You know, go up quick. Hopefully that that Herbert magic and what Kellen Moore and he had working against the Lions carries over. You can go up three touchdowns, three scores, something like I know that's asking a lot in an NFL game, especially a Packer team that I mean, look, here's the thing about the Packers, right? They if I go through their if I go through their their schedule, here's their last seven games. They've scored 19, 20, 10, 17, 13, 20, 18. Wow. Like, that's that fits what's going on with the Chargers. Their defense right. has not been good. Their offense has. You know, they're averaging 26 per game. So that's that's something that may play into their favor, and, and you'd hope they can do to them, you know, something like what the Lions did when they beat, you know, when they hung 34 on them. You know, can they get to that sort of 30 number again and maybe be able to take the foot off the gas a little bit in that fourth quarter? Because like you said, they just got out of a – a heck of a battle, and they're going to have another one coming up with the Ravens. And they got to go six and two. That's the reality. They have to go six and two if they're going to make the tournament. They 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 really do, and that's just as a wild card. And I think money to your point, you should jump on this team. And we always talk about um, money is is the consistency of this Chargers team. And I think that you and I both know what they're capable of. They're capable sure. of being a, they can beat anyone any given Sunday when they're playing the right way and playing fundamental and playing sound football. They have enough talent to play with anybody in the National Football League. But the question that we and you asked ourselves week in and week out, what is are they going to play down to the level of competition? We've seen them play down the level of competition when they played the Titans. We've seen this team play yeah. down games, and we've seen this team go, go out there and just like, okay, flounder around and don't seem like they didn't get off the bus and they're, in a, they're not playing the way that we know they're capable of offensively and defensively some weeks. So this is a game where Coach Staley has to go this whole week. is like, guys, let's go take care of business. Let's start fast. Let's get this game behind us because guess what? Green Bay is not going to feel sorry for us. They're not going to say, God, they played a tough game last week. Let's take it easy. Green Bay is looking and saying, we're catching this Charger team on a tough, in, a, in a good time because they got to be thinking about Baltimore. Baltimore's one of the better teams in AFC, you know, shoot their Baltimore's licking their wounds because, you know, they had a 20 point lead during on, on, on freaking the Browns and the Browns came back to win that game. So you got two teams that are no, no, what's in, in front of them, but can the Chargers just go out? Like you're saying, play the way that we know they're capable of and get rid of green Bay early where they can say, Hey guys, let's rest some guys. And that's what this needs to be this week. That's the kind of attitude they got to have. Well, I'll put a bow on it with this as uh, as we end it this week. Low, uh, they were six and six last year. They were six and six, and everybody was preaching doom and gloom. They rip off four straight wins. They finished ten and seven. They punched their ticket into the tournament. Let's get to five and five. 
Let's get to six and five. See if we can get seven and five and catch a little run, just like they did at the end of last year. Get into the playoffs, and this time next week, we'll be talking about being back at 500 and what the game plan is to knock off Baltimore. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.